country that this world has ever seen. All right, what up, what up, what hey, up? Hey. It is a new day. Apologies for missing Monday. And let's go ahead and get out of the way. Congratulations, Zach, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, defeating it was the, a good game. Defeating game. the Crimson Tide. Uh, and I do have some thoughts. It is uh, not lost on me that we have a lot of Georgia fans. And so I will say congratulations. Um, if you feel good about beating us when our top two receivers are out of the game. Uh, uh, I'll take it. I'll our take O-line it. is missing uh, a key member, and our top two cornerbacks are gone. You know, hey. <laughs> you know, hey I'll take hey, it. And you I'll should. Take it. And you should. And you should take it. Congratulations. First title in 40 years. Uh, here's what I'll say um, about Alabama. Because I love Alabama football, and, and, and I'm not going to diminish uh, – you know, I will say that the team that you guys played in the SEC championship was not the team that you played in the national championship. However, that's football, and that's what happens. Injuries happen. That's you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, I knew the second that JMO went down, I knew I knew it was over. When the, he went down, I was like, ooh, like that because he had just caught a forty-seven yard bomb, and we were fixing to drive down there. And the second he went down, I told everybody, I said, that's it. I said, it changes the entire game. Uh, Georgia's going to load the box because they're not going to be afraid of the deep ball anymore. And uh, I knew it was over. Um, To the Alabama fans out there, I'll say this. We've lost three times in the national championship. That's it. Three times. We've been a lot. We've lost three times. Um, In 2016, when we lost to the Sean Watson at Clemson, I was gutted. That game. Gutted. We should have won that game. The defense should have held. We had a score to go up. Um, and uh, it was like a minute and five seconds left. Like, I was gutted that game. The defense was elite. We should have held that game. In 2018, I was truly disappointed in Alabama. Truly. We had Tua. We had Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. We had Najee Harris. We had all of these elite, elite people, and we just get blown out by Clemson, and they just did not show up. Here's what I'll say about the 2021-22 team. Uh, Everybody was talking crap about Alabama all year, that this team didn't have it. Uh, It is arguably one of Saban's weakest teams. And they still made it to the national title. And this team fought their way to the national championship and entered it battered, bruised, beaten up, and all this stuff. And so I am actually very, very impressed with this team and what they did accomplish when everybody wrote them off, yeah. man. That you know, the, the, they weren't the, they weren't even going to make it to the SEC championship game. Uh, so. Anyway, congratulations, Georgia Bulldogs. You earned it, uh, and congratulations to uh, Bama. I'm I'm very very proud of you this year, and I think that 2023 uh, is going to be a very scary year for anyone in the SEC against Alabama. Yeah, I, I was telling my friends, I said, guys, I was like, this was Georgia's year, but I said, I think next year is Bama's year. It will be like, it will be the avenge year. Uh, I oh, yeah. would not be shocked. You know, a lot of people think that JMO is going to enter the draft. 
Uh, I know that we have uh, some transfer portal transfers coming in. Uh, I want to say that running back from Georgia Tech. Yeah. And I want to say that we got the top wide receiver from LSU uh, that transferred in and the transfer portal is wide open. And so there's no telling who might come in. Uh, But all of the guys, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, Jay Hall, all these people that were these newbies that literally just got thrown into the national championship game next year. I I really, really am excited. Uh, Will Anderson's coming back. I mean, the defense is coming back, right? He's only Mechie is coming back. And so, so that's what I mean. I think Mechie will be the number one guy. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think he's going to have a huge supporting cast around him. Um, I'm excited. I think next year will be a, a kind of like a, like a, like a, on a mission, uh, type thing for Alabama. So welcome to the Dear America podcast. I had to get that out of the way. Uh, anyway, I was there at the game. Uh, it was cool. I got to take a friend who and his wife who were Georgia fans. So they had a fantastic time. Uh, but, you know, man, hey, uh, it was, you know, you, you got to give credit where it's due. And uh, I don't know. I don't mope about those things too much. Uh, good game all the way around. And I can't wait for next year. Okay. Um, today is going to be kind of catching up a little bit on some things that we've missed, some things that are going on. Uh, a lot of interesting little things and one huge interesting development that is that is really starting to gain some traction. It started as kind of like this just random rumor spill uh, and, and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm really excited to talk about that. I will say this also. We're going to talk about Omicron a little bit too because people are losing their minds. Last mm-hmm. night I ordered pizza and I swear to God, I opened the door and the dude has put the pizza on the ground and he's in the yard, like standing away from me to grab the food. And then like, he'll grab his bag and like leave. And I was sitting there going, are we really getting back to this? Like, like is it starting? Are we starting to go back to, to, to the full fledged panic mode again? Here's what I will say. <clears throat> if I'm going to get Omicron, it's from uh Monday. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if I'm still here by next Monday, natural immunity has to be a thing. All right. It just has to. One would think. And even if I do get sick, if it's not as bad as it was when I got the original variant, the alpha variant, natural immunity still has to be a thing. So this is again, here I am again putting myself on the altar as a self-sacrifice. I've done this uh, on this show. I've put it out there because I've had to go to speeches. I've had to go to events. I've gone to NFL games. I've done all this stuff. And every time I've done it, I'm like, all right, here we go. So the national title, you were doing it to sacrifice yourself. Correct. Honestly, I should write it off as a business expense, really, because, you know, now I get to show the show whether or not um, look, I, I'm not stupid. I'm well aware that I'm probably going to get another version of COVID at some point. My argument has been people with natural immunity, and I've talked to many of them. I know a lot of people who have gotten COVID more than once. Uh, I had a conversation with a Georgia Bulldog, Bill Goldberg, just the other day, and uh, he was not at the game because, you know, he 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 did have COVID. And I asked him straight up, I said, is it better or worse? Second time, he said, well, no, no, it's much, much better this time around. Um, You know, Omicron, 
in itself is a less severe variant. So if you haven't had COVID, and I'm going to play a clip from my buddy Chad Prather, he says it best, hey, find somebody who does and just go ahead and start making out. Let's get this thing over with, man. And let's get herd immunity just through the entire country. That's um, one way to do it. Huh? So that's one way to do it. That is one way. There, Could there's, be a fun way. There's a lot of fun ways to do it as well. But this is a family show, and we're not going to discuss that. All right. Anyway, but before we do any of these things, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen some startling things going on in the stores right now. Store shelves are bare. Not everywhere, but in places all around the country, store shelves are starting to become more and more and more bare. And what's the sad part is, is the vast majority of the meat that you find in these stores, 80% of them are not even coming from America in the first place, which is the craziness of it all. And that's why we have partnered with Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is 100%. They support the American rancher. They support American meat, beef, chicken, fish, everything. And they saved this show from utter and complete destruction when Facebook shut us down with monetization. So you need to go to goodranchers.com slash gram right now to not only support an American supporting company, a conservative free speech supporting company, but also uh, the shelves in the grocery store are getting bare. So you might as well fix that too. So right now, my listeners are getting a great deal. $150 value for free. It is 40 free chicken breasts with your order. That's right. 40, 40 free chicken breasts. If you eat a chicken breast a day, that's 40 days. Simple math type stuff. I went to Mississippi even I can figure that one out. So now it's time to go. Again, these people support us. You need to now support them. People were trying to cancel them because they're working with conservative voices. And it's time for you to get off your butt and do something about it and support the people that you claim that you want to support. Now is the time to do it. Go to goodrangers.com slash Graham right now to get the $150 40 free chicken breast value right this second. That's goodrangers.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. All right, so an interesting article that I saw just the other day, um, and we're going to open it up here. This is really interesting. Is big tech trying to take over all of humanity and mankind? The answer is yes, absolutely they are. Um, reports are starting to come out that Facebook or Meta now um, is moving to Texas. Really? Uh, apparently, the parent company, Meta, who now is the, it's like the umbrella that has <clears throat> Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all that kind of stuff, just signed a massive lease in downtown Austin, Texas, which is the most liberal of all establishments in Texas. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very interesting things here. Let's see. Facebook's parent company, Meta, has become the latest California corporation to at least partly move to Texas as it has signed a massive lease called the largest ever in downtown Austin. Uh, larger than the entire Frost Bank Tower in terms of square feet. Huge huge purpose could it be 
that even Facebook is like, California sucks. Let's get out I mean, of this like, place. It's kind of crazy that the company that really supports California is fleeing California. Well, the company that has essentially, you know, kept California going um, in in the past at least 10 years is now saying, screw this, we're out. Um, so many companies have moved out of California. At this point, if you still live in California, what are you doing? Like, honestly, I, I'm asking an honest question because um, I have this discussion with my friends a lot because so many people view moving as such this monumental thing, right? Oh, my gosh, there's no way we can move because this has happened and all my friends are here and that's where I broke my arm on that seesaw right there and blah, blah. Who gives a flying crap about any of that stuff? This is real life, people. California sucks and you need to get out. The end. And worst of all, we're allowing these major companies, liberal left-leaning companies now to take up area and space in the red states. And you don't think that that's going to have an effect? You don't think that's weird that this is happening right as Beto O'Rourke is fixing to try to run for governor at the same time? Hello? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills talking to myself. You got to pay attention to what is happening. Mm -hmm. They're infiltrating everywhere. But you refuse to move. I had somebody get on to me the other day in an email. And in the email, it basically was uh, somebody told me to quit saying things like do not comply and all this stuff. Because in the real world, we have jobs and, you know, we can't just not comply because then we won't have a job and that I need to adjust what I say uh, and basically stop getting on to you because some people listening to this station are little bitty babies that can't take reality checks. I understand that you have a job. So did I. Mm -hmm. I left it to talk about what I felt like needed to be talked about. Okay? The end. All right? I want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I didn't have this job given to me. I didn't have any of this stuff given to me. I had a job. I felt like I needed to start speaking out before there was even mandates. So I took the risk before these lines in the sand had been drawn. So don't talk to me about not knowing what it's like to actually have to make a real decision on whether or not you should leave or not based on your belief. Shut up. Quit whining. And I don't want to hear it. This is the wrong show, man. Look, this is this is straight for your ear holes right now as you're riding down the street. Okay, here's the thing. If you know that you don't agree with what your company is doing, morally, spiritually, as an American but you stay there because you want a paycheck? Well, then if this country gets taken over by socialists and communists, then, then, then you have no one to look at but yourself in the mirror. The end. Shut up. Shut up. The end. The end. I don't want to hear it. Oh, this country's going to crap, man. We got to do something about it. Oh, but I... <laughs> I mean, I can't, obviously I can't, I can't let my job fire me or quit my job, but you know, I, I mean, I don't care about it that much. Then shut up, then be quiet, sit down and let, and let the big boys and big girls fight the battle for you. And then you can claim how American you are after the battle's over. I don't hear any of it. I left my job. And I created all of these things that you now listen to now. Now, that's not a pat myself on the back. That is a sometimes what you may be feeling is the thing that's propelling you to what your actual potential is supposed to be. 
Maybe you're supposed to quit that job. Maybe you're supposed to leave. Maybe you're supposed to get the crap out of California because there's no future there for you. Tell people all the time. People talk to me all the time. I've got friends that live in California. I, 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 through Alyssa, have family that live in Oregon. And I talk to them all the time. There comes a point where you have to ask yourself, I understand that you've lived there your whole life. I got it. But you got kids and stuff now. Do you? Is this what you want for your kids? If Honestly, is this what you want? Oh, well, maybe it'll be over in another two years. Okay, it's four years of your kids' lives down the drain under freaking jail sentence in their own house. Are and you have they not proven that it's like after two years, it'll be two more years and then two and more years? And two more years and so on and so on and so on. And here is the final thing I'm going to say. You have to do what you believe is right for you. Okay? I'm not going to look down on you if you decide to stay. I'm not going to look down on you if you get the vaccine. I could care less. I'm not getting it. But if you want to get it, I will never look down on you for making a decision for you and your family. But don't you send me a little cocky little email telling me that I need to live in the real world that real people have jobs. Bucko, I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and you're listening to me right now in your car. Here's the thing. Nobody is going to believe in you. Nobody is going to pat you on the back and no one is going to help you. That is the real world. That is the real life that we live in right now. The end. You want somebody to guarantee you a conservative job if you leave your liberal leaning job because you don't believe in the vaccine or, or, or else you're just going to take the jab because you got nowhere else to go. Then you don't deserve to have anywhere else to go. That's the truth. I don't care what you do, because this is America. You have a right and a freedom to do whatever you decide. But don't sit there and tell me to stop saying things like, do not comply, when that's what I believe. I will never comply with a vaccine mandate. I don't care if it costs me everything. I don't. I don't care because here's the truth if it costs me everything and we get to that point they're probably going to strap me down to a chair and jab me against my will anyway that's the only way they're doing it and buddy they're gonna have to earn it <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious what that email actually was is you being scared is what that is and i see it all the time fear because that's what they want they want you to be afraid they want you to believe that you will never, ever able be able to do better than the job you have now, so you can't lose your job. Oh, I'll never get another job in this state if I don't get the vaccine. Then move. Not hard to move. I've done it 19 times. 19. Trust me. Not hard to move. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Sorry, didn't mean to get on a little tangent there, but sometimes there's just some things that you guys need to hear. This is the real world, buddy, bucko. <laughs> it's the real world man grow up make the decision that's best for you and your family guys ladies whoever it is make the decision that's best for you and your family but don't don't, don't write me hysterical emails because you're afraid this ain't the time for people to be afraid i'm sorry we're not there anymore the time to listening to your concerns is over it's time for action now the end
moving on. <clears throat> or <clears throat> I digress. Anyway, all right. We got a, a, a bliff from Biden. I feel like at this point, I mean, you know, what episode is not complete without Biden saying something that doesn't make any sense at all, just to show his further senile state here. Um, this was him giving a speech talking about Trump again. And it seems like the Biden administration is really going all in on just talking about how bad Trump was. But yet every single thing uh, is showing how horrible Biden is. Every single thing. But but this is this is Biden, I guess, believing that the White House is in Florida, I guess. Um, so just just listen here, this little clip. So they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. The same way I might add in the 2020 election, President Trump voted from behind the desk in the White House in Florida. From behind the desk in the White House in Florida. I guess he thinks Mar-a-Lago is Florida. Um, <laughs> that's pretty bad. So that that's is, pretty bad. That's, that's an interesting thing. So that is in response to, um, they're trying to say that the filibuster, uh, and, and, and let's do this because I know that a lot of people, um, don't know what the filibuster, uh, actually is. So just really quick, the filibuster in simple terms is like this. The Senate tradition of unlimited debate has allowed for the use of the filibuster, a loosely defined term for action designed to prolong debate and delay or prevent on a bill, resolution, amendment, or other debatable questions. Basically, it, this is what the filibuster is in the United States. Before we go any further, the filibuster is a powerful legislative device in the United States Senate. Senate rules permit a senator or senators to speak for as long as they wish and on any topic they choose, unless three-fifths of the senators, duly chosen and sworn, usually 60%, bring debate to a close by, invo by invoking closure or clo cloture under Senate rule... Uh, 22. Even if a filibuster attempt is unsuccessful, the process takes floor time. Defenders call the filibuster the soul of the Senate. So all that's fancy. Basically, the filibuster basically just says uh, that on certain things, if they bring it to the floor on a certain extent, you got to have 60%. All right? Or uh, three-fifths majority within the Senate. Yeah. Okay? For those of you who don't know, the Senate is in a straight deadlock right now. Yep. All right. So uh, what's going on is, uh, you know, the Democrats want to pass these radicalized voting for non-citizens. Uh, you shouldn't have to have IDs to vote, et cetera, et cetera. They want to pass this. But there's no way it's going to pass in the Senate because you're going to have to convince 10 Republican senators to be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a great idea. Meanwhile, right now, the mayor in D.C. has said you can't even go outside unless you have been vaccinated, you have the proof of the vaccine with your ID, and you have a mask. So to leave your home, you now have to have an ID, but they don't think you should have to have an ID to vote. All right? So Biden is now doing something that while he was a senator, he was pro-filibuster. He was like, no, you can't get rid of the filibuster. That'll allow people just to do whatever they want to do. Something how it changes all of a sudden. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so he's trying to talk about um, how corrupt Trump is. All the while, he is trying to destroy everything that's going on. What he should be focused on 
is the fact that 2021 will go down as the worst year of inflation in 40 years. 7%. 7% inflation. He's not concerned about that, though. They're concerned about allowing illegal immigrants to vote. That's what they're concerned about. That is what's going on. The cost of food is up 6.3%. I heard some prices were going up. Some companies were raising prices by up to 20% on their items. Gas is 49.6% more expensive than it was a year ago. Wow. Gas. Also, if, you know, conspiracy moment here, why are we pushing for electric cars so much? Uh, is it because uh, if they really wanted to, they could just shut off freaking the things that charge the cars and then you can't go nowhere? I, I Man, I, I'm not doing it. If I do get an electric car one day, I'm going to have a freaking diesel guzzling gas monster in the garage forever you seen that transformer movie with mark Wahlberg? you seen that one i've actually not seen the transformers okay i'm sorry all right well you know i've seen it and there's this scene in there where he like in his garage has hidden like this old like diesel gas guzzling car like hidden in there and whatnot uh i robot you seen the movie i robot I'm really with my movies. I haven't seen that one either. Oh my God. You're useless to me here, Zach. In iRobot, there's a scene where he can't use his like electric autopilot driven car because they're all against him. And he has a, a motorcycle hidden, a gas guzzling motorcycle hidden and whatnot. Anyway, um, that's what Biden should be focused on. But instead, he's focused on trying to shove legislation down the throats of Americans to be able to rig the elections. That's it. Be able to rig the elections, and I'm gonna tell you why next. But before we do that, we gotta get into a sponsor. All right, guys, listen. Right now, inflation. We just talked about it. Is at a 40 year high, seven percent, and it's here to stay because, like we've told you, the dirty secret is they want it. Okay, they want it. This is actually what they want, and now it is time to protect your savings. That's it. That's why I've partnered with Birch Gold. Not a money-making scheme, nothing. This is to protect what you have worked so hard to save up for. This is to protect what is yours. And it comes as absolutely no cost to you. All you got to do is text the word Graham to 989898 right now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. And right now, when you place an order with Birch Gold, by February 28th, they'll send you a signed copy of my new book, Dear America, Live Like It's 912, absolutely free. That's right. So, Here's what I need you to do. You need to text the word Graham to 989898. That's no obligation. It's a free 20-page info kit on why gold, silver, and precious metals is a way to protect your savings. And if you decide to invest in Birch Gold Group by February 28th, you'll get a free signed copy of my book, Dear America. So all you got to do is protect what is yours by texting the word Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. Now, all right, so what am I talking about? Why would they be trying to fix an election? Well, a really weird rumor started swirling around probably about two weeks ago. I saw it. Um, 
And at first, I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are so unpopular. It is the fastest turnaround of hatred for the, in quotations, most popular president in history. In history. <laughs> it's yeah. the, and so... I know that there's some people that are trying to get Michelle Obama to do it. They're trying. God, they want it so bad. An Obama-Cortez ticket, man. I'm telling you, they want it so bad. That would be very, very horrible. But however, <clears throat> and I'm not making this up. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Like, like, I mean, like people are really starting to talk about this. A perfect storm in the Democratic Party is making a once unfathomable Scenario plausible. A political comeback for Hillary Clinton in 2024. Several circumstances, President Biden's low approval rating, doubts over his capacity to run for re-election at 82 years old, Vice President Kamala Harris's unpopularity, and the absence of another strong Democrat to lead the ticket in 2024 have created a leadership vacuum in the party, which Miss Clinton's viably could feel she is already in an, an advantageous position to become the 2024 democrat democratic nominee she is an experienced national figure who is younger than mr biden and can offer a different approach from the disorganized and unpopular one that the party is currently taking if democrats lose control of congress in 2022 miss clinton can use the party's loss as a basis to run for president again enabling her to claim the title of change candidate. Interesting times, guys. Interesting times. Who would have thought, and I'll give credit to this, I knew Biden was going to be bad. We called it. I knew it. I Well, it wasn't hard to call. Yeah, true, right? not at all. But, but I knew it. Who would have thought that he'd be so bad, though, that the only people that they have to turn to is to try to convince Michelle Obama, who's right now, as horrible as she is, she's selling out stadiums for her book tour. Like AT&T Stadium selling it out to like talk about her book. As uh, Bill Burr said, her book is about not having a job. <laughs> that was his joke. Not mine, but still it's pretty funny. We do a little trolling. It's called We Do a Little Trolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hillary Clinton. 2024 man you need to rig the vote for that you whoo you really would because she's going to need some help from the illegals that is the truth look the democrats look here's the here is a problem that we have as conservatives we look at right now there is a problem right now and we've got to fix it right now however the democrats to their credit they're always looking at five ten years from now so the Democrats know they're going to lose control in 2022. So their thought is, how do we get it back in 2024? They're all, Democrats are already on 2024. The end. They're already on 24. We're all focused on this next year. They're focused on two years from now. Okay, we're going to lose control. Biden's a disaster. How can we win the presidency in 2024? Well, we got to do the exact opposite of Biden, right? Watch what I tell you. I still have my uh, my wild card bet, as you were, for a Obama-Cortez ticket. Still holding on to it. Still holding on to it. She hadn't said no. All right? She hadn't said no. 
And again, it brings the question, if Trump runs in 2024, who is his running mate? I think if Hillary Clinton wins, I, I still don't think Trump wins with another white dude. I just don't. I think there is zero chance that, 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 that Trump wins with a white dude VP. Just don't see it. I do not see that ticket working. I talk to people in the world all the time, in Trump world, in the political world, all the time. I say it every time. No way he wins two white dudes. No way. The world is too far gone. It's never going to happen. Kamala Harris, like, ruined it for women. <laughs> it's like the first, per, you know, uh, first woman to make it to that position. She ruined it. Yeah. So they want, like, a redo. <laughs> they want a redo. They want a better version there's zero chance or you got to put another uh, another another uh male of color in there somehow Z there's there's no way that that trump runs on an all-white male ticket zero chance the end okay you remember the other day when we were talking about all the joe rogan uh things that got him in all this trouble and uh dr robert malone was talking about uh mass formation psychosis you remember that yeah i do all right uh he was talking about how the media and the news and all this stuff, that, that, that they push these narratives that basically make people believe anything. Make people believe anything. In fact, there were studies done on this years ago, like in the 30s and the 40s. And basically, it showed that peer pressure makes people do crazy things. It showed that um, if you had enough people bought into it, that even people that knew that that wasn't right, they would just agree to it because everybody else was agreeing to it. Because they were wanting to follow the herd. Correct. Yeah, it's the herd mentality, right? <laughs> you know? And and I even myself do this sometimes. Like, we'll be in a conversation with people and people will be quoting something and they'll obviously have it mixed up. You know what I mean? Like a movie mixed up or a book mixed yeah. up or, or their point. And I'll just let it go. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Instead of, oh, being, yeah. instead of being that guy, it's like, don't you mean this instead of that? <laughs> uh, because, you know, what you're saying, like like you're confusing two books and putting them into the same, into the same thing, you know? Yeah, let them go sometimes. Yeah, you let them go sometimes. And, and, and so anyway, what was funny is he was basically saying that the media, social media, TV, and fact checkers, right? Because fact checkers are a part of big tech now. Oh, yeah. Are all a part of mass formation psychosis. Well, wouldn't you know it, a week later, fact checkers fact checked the very uh, conspiracy theory that put them in the conspiracy theory, which I thought was hilarious. AP fact checkers said mass formation psychosis, an unfounded theory spreading online, suggests millions of people have been hypnotized into believing mainstream ideas to combat COVID-19. Psychology experts say the concept is not supported by evidence. Get the facts at Associated Press. Well, wouldn't Dr. Robert Malone be an expert? Why, why doesn't his expert opinion matter? Because he doesn't agree with them. But that's what I mean. Like, that's it, it. isn't it hilarious that the very theory that suggests that media and fact checkers are in an, in doing these things to control the people by fear, they fact check a theory that says that fact checkers are 
deliberately fact-checking things that go against their narratives. I just found it absolutely hilarious. But that is real. Uh, Robert Malone has been fact-checked for saying that. All right, let's talk about COVID craziness. Omicron (coughs) is here. And uh, I saw a report the other day about a woman who uh, put their kid in a trunk because the kid was COVID positive and he needed to be quarantined. So she wouldn't let the kid ride in the car with her. She put the kid in the trunk. That's just sad. And just drove around there, but it doesn't end. So there's another one. And this person actually tweeted it out. This is a Tatiana Prowl MD. It's always the MDs that are the craziest ones. And it's a picture of somebody's ankle that is obviously broken. All right. That's disgusting. that, that That is obviously broken. And she said, in case it helps to be concrete, my teen missed a step and rolled his ankle badly last night. In usual times, we'd go to his pediatrician or urgent care and get an x-ray. Nope. We'll sort it out when Omicron settles. We have no confidence that healthcare settings are safe right now. So they're going to literally ruin that kid's ankle. He's going to pay for that for the rest of his life Uh because they're so scared of getting a cough and a sneeze. Correct. Exactly right. Logic. Yeah, that makes sense. This is the COVID craziness that we are involved in right now. And here's the thing I want to say to vaccinated individuals. I remember very specifically, and again, this is not me shaming anyone who has the vaccine. If you got the vaccine, I support your choice and your freedom to get it. I'm simply pointing out the facts now that are coming out of when I said it's not going to work. Now they're saying it's not going to work. All right. So first it was a vaccine. Then it was some of them needed two dose vaccines. Then it became third dose with a booster. And now they're talking about a fourth dose. But now Pfizer CEO, okay, the Pfizer CEO is now saying that if you are a two jab vaccinated individual, it is not going to work. All right. Listen to this. This this is the Pfizer CEO. Okay, you ready? All right, here we go. Listen to this. Oh, that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection. All right, one second. All right, do you hear what he just said? It's kind of muffled because of his accent, but listen. We know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection. If we know that the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. One more time. We know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, so even the three doses, even the three doses offers reasonable protection. Reasonable. In six months from now, it will be, we now know that the three doses offer very limited, limited protection, if any. Because didn't the two but doses? But the four doses offer, you know, reasonable protection. Didn't the two doses offer good protection at they, first? They said it had a 98% efficacy rate. And now we're saying that it does nothing. It does nothing. 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 I'm, that's not me making it up, people. That's the CEO of Pfizer. Why is 50% of Pfizer employees not vaccinated? Here's your sign. That's all I'm saying. I'm just asking questions. 
at this point. Uh, but I'm going to leave it to my buddy Chad Prather here to 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 really put a really put a stamp on this on this thing here. Um, Chad uh, is running for governor in Texas, and this was at one of his debates, and and I think it's was just an awesome point. So I'm going to give him uh, some credit here. This is Chad Prather, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I passed, a, I passed a billboard on the way down here that had medical professionals on it, said not all heroes wear capes. But apparently not all heroes in the state of Texas get to keep their job anymore either. Everybody's got the Omicron. You got it, I got it, God's got it, your dog's got it. Everybody's got the Omicron at this point. Just look at your neighbor, kiss each other, let's get it over with. Herd immunity, let's just do this thing. See? <clears throat> Right now, right now, they've, they've fired all the medical professionals who didn't get the juice and the boost, right? And so, so now they should rehire them since they're the only healthy ones, since everybody they got the vaccine is sick. So the EO, the executive order that Abbott signed is worthless. It's, 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 it's worth less than the toilet paper that's not on the shelves in the pandemic. It's, it's, it's not. We've got to pass this through the legislation, make it law. We're absolutely, under terms of employment in the state of Texas, you cannot medically rape somebody and force them to have a medical procedure in order to keep a job. That has got to be law in Texas, and we do not listen to the federal government or the Biden mandates that have no ability to enforce those whatsoever. Call a special session now, 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 now. I love Chad. Chad's going to be a good guy uh, in the fight as we move forward. Biden has failed in every aspect of everything. Omicron is everywhere. It is. It's everywhere. Everybody I know is sick, had it, just getting over it, just got it, et cetera, et cetera. But it is a far less severe sickness. Uh, last but not least, I want to leave it on a thing here. Just a question. So <clears throat> everybody has been talking about this guy named Ray Epps from January 6th. Okay, Ray Epps was this oh, yeah. guy. He was seen uh, like inciting people to go, you know, raid the Capitol and like all this stuff. The night before, he was amongst all the people saying, "Let's storm the Capitol." Correct, correct, correct. So this was Ted Cruz speaking to the FBI about this. All right, now this is three minutes thirty three seconds. I'm going to let it play, and this is how we're going to end it out. These are just questions. But the FBI gives nothing. Here we go. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents? or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. 
Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next you day, be on me. January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Thank you. Sir, I can't answer that. Sir, I can't answer that. Sir, I can't answer that. That's a yes, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're in the military at all, <laughs> if you're in the federal government at all, anytime someone says, I can't answer that, or I'm not at liberty to say, that's because it's probably a yes, and they're not at liberty to say. Tucker Carlson's on board with this, that there are a lot of things that do not add up about January 6th. Who is Ray Epps? Where is Ray Epps? Like Ted Cruz said in there, why was Ray Epps on the FBI's wanted for questioning? And then he disappeared off of it without any records of questioning him or any records of arrest. Is it because he is a Fed? Is it because he was a, 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 a consultant for the FBI? A CI for the FBI? What What, what is it? Like, you just don't take people off of the FBI's wanted for questioning list. I guess like, we do now. Well, well, yes. I mean, I guess you do. <laughs> but that's not what you're supposed to do. So who is Ray Epps? Good question. Let me know what you think. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. That's all we have for this episode today on uh, Dear America Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to go to 912united.com and buy yourself a patriotic t-shirt. It helps us out. It helps us keep the lights on here. Go right now. Uh, congratulations, Georgia. I hate your guts. Uh, and uh, roll time for life. That's all we have for this episode. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again next time.